Hey guys, welcome to the C1 Church Podcast. I pray that this message encourages you, builds your faith, and helps you go after Jesus. If you'd like more information about C1 Church, please go to our website at c1.church. Enjoy the message and be blessed. Everybody had a good week so far? It's a little bit warmer today than yesterday, so it's getting better. It's getting better. I had to have a little grace on Emily this past week because she asked for the cold weather. She got the cold weather, and I'm ready for the warm weather. <laughs> so, like I said today, we're uh, we're talking about limitless grace. This whole limitless series has been has been fantastic because it just the more I think about it and the more we think about it, then discuss the limitlessness of God. It just it just speaks to me, and it's more and more makes me more and more grateful for everything that that God has done for us and his grace that he's given us. I don't know. Kind of like I'm also grateful for the candy that's here, like we're getting the early Halloween coming in. And it's okay. I didn't wear my costume today. I just look like this, so it's no big deal. Um, I, yeah, I just look like this. Sorry, guys. I thought I got, might get an amen out of at least my brother over there, but <laughs> it didn't work, so give me a little grace on that one. <laughs> but... I believe we can, all, we can all agree one thing. Some days we wake up and we just need a little grace. Maybe our, our wives or our husbands or whatever and just need a little grace because I know I wake up and I'm just peachy every single morning and Emily just loves every, every minute with me no matter what I do and what I say. No, I, I definitely need some grace because I, uh, I, I'm, I'm far from perfect. But... Um, and uh, the neighbor, our neighbors sitting next to us need, need grace from time to time. We might need the grace more than them. You know, sometimes it happens. But all jokes aside, and the reason I was make, joking about that is because we're, we're far from perfect people. We wake, up, we, we wake up on the wrong side of the bed some mornings. We, we don't feel well, and it affects our moods and attitudes, our fears and anxieties. Change, how we, change our outlook on the day, and they change our outlook on how we react to people. And how we and, and how we receive God's grace too. And I mean, it it all it all it all goes together. Sometimes it's hard to give grace to others when we can't even accept the grace ourselves. So whether it's because we feel like we don't deserve it, or we feel that they don't deserve it because of something they did, and we're just and we're seeing it, it's it's the human side of us that takes over in that aspect. But you know, thank goodness that we don't have a God that thinks like that. We have a God that gives us the grace, even though we didn't deserve the grace. We have a God that died for us to keep us to, to keep us out, out of death, hell, and the grave. And all we had to do is accept it. So I'm going to define biblical grace real quick. Um, biblical grace is a spontaneous gift from God to his people. It's generous, free, and totally unexpected and undeserved. If that's not the birth of Christ, his death, and resurrection in a nutshell right there, I don't know what is. Because we didn't deserve him to be born to us. We didn't deserve him to die for us. We didn't deserve the, the years of ministry in between that he gave us. And we didn't deserve his resurrection. But he did it anyway because he loved us so much. He wanted to give us something that nobody else had and nobody else could provide for us. So from there, I'm going to go ahead and read it, jump into Romans 5, 1 through 10, if you want to, if you follow along. Um, and, and we'll, we'll move past that. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access 
by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. We were all still sinners, and Christ died for us. Since we have been justified by his blood, how much shall we, shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him. We were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? I'm going to read that again because that's, that's, that, that's a powerful verse right there. While we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. That's crazy. While we were his enemies, he sent his son to die for us. That's just insane. So I'm going to go ahead and move down to 11, uh, verse 11. Huh? Not, only in, not only is this so... Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. For one, I know I could never, I could have never earned God's love. I could have never earned His grace. I could have never earned His favor. I mean, even there, like like we reread that, it we were His enemies, and then He sent us. So, I mean, most time, what do you do with your enemies? You don't die for them. You don't give them. You don't give them a gift. You don't give them the gift of grace. You don't give them the gift of eternal life. Uh, with you in heaven, right? No. Uh, most time, countries, when, you, when you're enemies, you go attack them and try to, try to wipe them off the earth. I mean, God could have snapped his fingers and wiped us off the earth with us being his enemies. I mean, what kind of enemy are we? We were, we were literally nothing compared to him. But he, but he loved us so much that he didn't do that. that he, chose, he chose us. But with that being said, what should we do with God's grace? He's given it to us, but what should we do with it? And the first thing, I've only got two things here. If you're keeping notes in this, in the nut, and you want to have uh, the nutshell of this all in one, there's the, two, the two things are accept God's grace and give, and give grace like God. That's the two things, and that's, all, that's the main two things out of this. If you get nothing else out of this, I want you to get that part. But we're going to dive into accept God's grace on this. If we, if we do not accept the grace that God has given us through, though we are, we're completely undeserving of it, we're, we miss out on the joy and the, uh, and the peace that comes along with his grace. I, I mean, to honestly, I, I've, got a, I've got a quote from a really awesome philo- philo- philosophical mind, if I can speak English today. But um, it is, it is uh, do or do not, there is no try. Jedi Master Yoda. I know it's a movie quote, guys, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of merit to that because there's a lot of things that you can't try to do. If you're trying to do it, you're trying not to do it just as much as you are. 
we either choose to accept God's grace or we choose to not accept it. There's really, there's really not an in-between. You can't kind of stand halfway here and halfway there. That's, you either walk in, in his grace or not in his grace, or even though he's still pouring out on you. But to, to not accept the full measure of grace that God has given to us is to not accept the full joy and peace that comes along with it. And, it, and I mean, joy, peace, joy and peace go hand in hand with grace. You can't have one without the other is, re- is really the big thing. For many of us, we experience moments of joy, moments of peace, but we don't, we don't fully walk in joy and fully walk in peace. And it's hard in the world we live in. We live in a, in a fallen world. But why do we spend so much time walking in a joyless world when we have the ultimate source of joy that's pouring it out on us constantly through his grace? I believe it's pro- honestly because most of us have accepted a half-forgiveness we accept the concept that we've been forgiven of our sins, but we cannot accept the fact, or we have a hard time reconciling with ourselves the fact that when, we, when God forgave us of our sins, he wiped it away. It's a clean slate. There's nothing there. But in our mind and the way, the way we work as people, we, we, see the, we see that history. That history's tagging along behind us, but we, we f- fail to realize that it's, it, it's in our past. It's a, yes, it is it's a part of our history, but it's not defining us. He cleaned, us, he cleaned it away altogether. Because we can't fully believe that, that we, we don't believe that our, our hasty words, our rash tempers, our arrogance, our selfishness, our blundered relationships, our, our addictions, and our immoralities have been completely wiped away when we, when we ask God to come into our heart and, and, and save us and, forget, and forgive us of our sins. We, have, we really have a hard time with that. But in 1 John 1, 9, it tells us if we, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our, he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't say he will purify us of all unrighteousness, but still, but still tell you, hey, don't do that again. This is what this is what what you did. He's not going to say purify us of your of your unrighteousness. We're going to put it in the storage shed out back. That way, uh, we know it's there. It's purify us from our unrighteousness. When you purify something. You take all the impurities out of it. It doesn't mean that we might not input our own impurities later down the road. But what we had already had, he's ripped it out. He's cleaned it off. It's completely gone. There's no, there's no, there's none of that left. But I, I, like, in, in my mind when I think this, and we, I think we have a hard time seeing this, is because it's, it's the devil putting it in our mind. It's, he's putting it in our mind that we that hey you did this you're no better than what you did you're no better than that one time you made this one mistake just because he said you're done with it, you're not but who are we gonna listen to we we have a choice to listen there so and and the really the problem with that with, with that whole believing partial grace thing is we only receive a partial joy in this and. It's really hard to give grace when you can't fully feel grace, and to and honestly, we're we're des, we're not designed to to just hold the grace in all the time. We're not just gr- designed to re- just to receive the grace and never do anything else with it. I mean, so so the important thing is, is after, we have to accept God's grace fully. We have to fully choose to accept it, and that, and we have to figure out what's preventing us from from accepting it. And the other side of this coin is we have to give grace like God. Because ultimately, we're, our bodies and our, and our souls are designed 
kind of like a reservoir. We're a reservoir of God's, of God's grace. And I, it's kind of like a reservoir that's created by create, a man-made, created a uh, lot, lot of times, if you, if you know how they, the inner workings of them, they're created by damping up a body of water. They, uh, and what, what it is, you damp up a body of water, and the, up, and the upstream flow creates create your body of water. It fills it to the desired le- level, creating a nice, beautiful lake that eventually something has to, happens. Once the reservoir has reached its desired level, the inflow isn't cut off. Like just, I'm just using a real-world example of this. And that inflow of water that's coming in from upstream isn't cut off. It's still flowing. You got, you're not, you, they don't just turn the, turn the, the knob and, the, and the, the river slows down a little bit to keep it from overflowing. It's still flowing at whatever level is coming in from up top. Just like God's grace, it can't be cut off. We, he's still pouring it out on us. He's always pouring it out on us. So, so that's why I'm trying. I'm just trying to draw some parallels between this. We can choose to hold it all without ever releasing it, but the the problem with that is he's still pouring, and we can only hold so much. We can accept so much, but or we can choose to open up our floodgates of our dam on God's grace, allowing it to to pass through. And then we act as a conduit to another. We're, provi- we're providing something for somebody else. God has chosen us to, to be a conduit of his grace. He doesn't need us to be a conduit of his grace, but he's chosen us to be a conduit of his grace, which is, a, which is really an, an, amaz- an amazing thing. Just like a hydroelectric dam uses the excess water in order to create electricity when it, flo- when it flows through, it's not drain- it doesn't drain the lake behind it, cre- leaving a void until it fills up again. It's constantly taking the excess and creating electricity. But... Just like, I, just like that, our reservoir of God's grace, the, the, we can dam it up and hold it back, but eventually the overflow will find a different path to relieve itself. I mean, either, either by creating channels around the reservoir or eventually, eventually causing the dam to, to fail in, in a real-life reservoir. But it's not really that much different because we keep holding it back, keep holding it back, and we, and we, we, don't, we don't choose to give his grace or we cut it off. He's going to find a different path to reach his people. And I don't want to be the one that, that says, you know, God, I'm okay with the, my, my amount of grace, but, you know, I, I, I can't give it to that person. They just, because he'll find somebody else. He'll find somebody else or some other way to reach that, to reach his people. I mean, it, the Bible even tells us if we don't want to cry out, if we don't, don't cry out his name, he'll have rocks cry out his name in our place. I mean, I don't want my place to be taken by a rock. So I mean, it, it's it's kind of it's really really a lot of the same thing. Although, although when we 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 block off our our reservoir of grace and we refuse to to let it outflow, it doesn't put people's life at physical risk, but it could put their life at spiritual risk too. Because depending on, on who we're talking about, you might be the only Christian influence in their life. You might be the only person that has an opportunity to reach them. And I'm not saying that you have to thump, you thump them over the head with the Bible. You're not, you don't have to slam Bible verses down their throat every day. You don't have to, you don't have to be, the, be the guy that walks up to them and says, Hey, you need to come to church with me every day. But sometimes your actions and your words really, really make, a, uh, make a bigger statement than you realize. People can pick up on, you, on your relationship with God with just how you, how you are. How you care about them, how you love them, how you love them even though, even through their adversities.
just like, just like, just like the uh, the natural reservoir filling up, filling up, and then on the outlet creating power. It fulfills two purposes: it creates a beautiful lake, and then on the other side, it creates power for the nearby cities. Our grace, God's grace, when it fills us up, brings with it our, brings with it His salvation, and His forgiveness, and the joy that we receive in that. But on the release on the release of His grace, He's not letting He's not draining us out. And we're not draining ourselves out when we, release, when we choose to release it to somebody else, but rather we're, we're, we're just channeling it and, and we're channeling and helping somebody else with that, even though it may be harder. We even receive more joy and more peace. We receive another, uh, the next step of joy and peace that we couldn't have received before because we chose to, to give, it some more, give it more. And unlike, a, and unlike a, a natural reservoir that is subject to its upstream flow and its upstream flow can be cut off, or it can be cut off through a drought or change, changing landscapes. God's not cutting off our flow. We always have access to it. We have access to the tap all the time. It's always on. It's never turned off. That means as we refill our grace reservoirs, we should also open our floodgates and give grace to others like God has given to us. And I'm gonna and from there I'm gonna read Ephesians four twenty-nine through thirty-two. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful for building up others, building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. It doesn't say they're always going to like it when you talk to them. Unwholesome talk. We're talking about not, not destroying them. Because I mean, I know when I go to work and <laughs> and people do things that uh, do things to. Because if y'all don't know, I'm a project engineer where I work. I get called to a lot of equipment where somebody has done something that is not the brightest thing to have done to that piece of equipment, and then I have to fix it. And you, and you, want to and you really want to stand there and go, why would you do that? You are completely stupid. But you, ha you can't say that. That's just tearing somebody down. Sometimes they just didn't know. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of adversity there. I mean, sometimes people just don't know. But a lot of times... It's, it's your approach, and I've seen people do that, and I've seen operators literally shut down, and they and, and they couldn't do anything the rest of the day. They uh, some of them some of them eventually stopped coming into work because they were been so destroyed by their by the people around them by what they're saying. It's crazy, but I, that's just a, an example. Real life. I'll get back right right to this real quick. The um, and it started going back to verse. Uh, I'll just reread it. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve for the Holy uh, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every other form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other, just as God forgave you. The big, the biggest way we can give grace to others is forgive them. Doesn't mean we have to condone their actions. Doesn't mean that we have to we have to accept everything that's going on. Loving on somebody and forgiving them, even when they didn't even ask for forgiveness, is is huge. The way it changes them is amazing. So I believe fully that we can all agree that we want to see our churches and our, 
our churches in our community and this church here filled with members of our community. I think we can all agree on that. I think we can agree across the nation. We want to see the, church, the churches filled with people. I think we can agree across the world. We want to see the same thing. But to do that, we're going to have to love through, this, through their sin. We're going to have to accept people that we don't like necessarily on the face. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to be able to love somebody who is completely on the opposite end of the spectrum in every way that we could be. Because it's not our place to judge them. It's got, God's already got that covered for us. It's our place to look past their sin and love them and make them feel welcome and, and accepted in the church. Because if we don't do that, we're, really not, we're not really being a good conduit of God's grace. And the big church as a whole, we, 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 see, we, we say we want to see the addicts. We say we want to see the, the sexually immoral. We say we want to see all these other things. We say, we, and we say we want to see the outcasts. Do we? I know I do. And I know I want to love on them. Because at one point in time, I was an outcast. At one point in time, we were all were outcasts. And we all were not deserving. And th- it may take some people longer than others to find God. But it, you know what? It's okay. Because God's pouring out grace for them. They just don't know how to accept his grace yet. And, it's, and, and we all have an opportunity to do it. And it's not, like I said, we're... We're not all having to run out. We're not thumping them over the head with the Bibles. But we're going to eventually see people sitting on the, on the chairs next to us that don't look like us, talk like us, think like us, behave like us, smell like us. You name whatever differences you could have. You'll have, that set, have those people sitting next to you. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to love them anyway. Because you know what? You'll find out you have a lot more in common than you, than you really did in the front, on the front side of that. But I, and I think, I think God has big things in store for our community has big things in store for our church and I think a deep dive into that he he wants us to love like him and give grace like him and forgive like him he's got the judgment thing down pat he doesn't need our help and you know what I honestly I think as as we grow we'll see that we'll be and we will be challenged as uh as church members and we'll be challenged as a part of the big church as a whole, the church as a whole, when these people start coming in, because they're gonna they're gonna come in with their insecurities, their anxieties, and their fears, and their depressions, and their and their issues, and it's not our place to take it away from them. It's our place to love them through it, because God's gonna do that do that part. So my challenge for us today is, and it's even including me, is the we is to search our hearts with two questions. What is preventing us from fully accepting our forgiveness and God's grace? And the second one is, how might we, better cha- be a, how might we be a better channel of God's grace? And that's, that's it. That's it. And, I saw, and that's, really, that's really where I'm at. In my last few things in closing, that's kind of where I, wanna, where I really want to focus. So I want to take some time today. And all of us think about it, because think about that and pray and pray about it, because we all have something in our lives. No matter how long we've been, we've been we've been in touch with God. No matter how long we've been we've been saved, that sometimes it flashes up in our minds and, and brings anxiety and fear to us and brings da- doubt and depression to us. We all we all have that. We all have the moments have moments of weakness, 
And those moments of weakness, sometimes we get, there's something there that's preventing us from fully accepting our forgiveness over that weakness or, forgive, or, our, or God's grace through that issue. And then, I, I, and then the next thing is, is that, again, how we might be a better channel of God's grace. Ben, if you could. I'm about, I'm about out right here, guys. Because this is kind of, like I said, I, <laughs> kind of where you want to leave it. I want to think about that for a little bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. And as I pray, if you, uh, if you need prayer, I'm going to ask Ryan if you can, if you can be there to, to pray with people, if, if, if they need it. Ryan will be available. I'll be available too. But I just want to really pray about this. Because God loves us. He loves us so much. He sent us. He sent us the only Son to die for us, to die for a fallen people, a fallen world. God, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you so much for talking to us today about about your grace. Thank you so much for talking to us about what you have in, you have for us and why we should accept it and what we do with it, Lord. Because you are you are perfect in every single way. You have you have loved us even when we were unlovable. You have been there for us even when we, when we haven't been there for you. And you're always going to be there for us, God. I, I, pray for, I pray for salvations to come. I pray for the chains to be broken. I pray for the, the fears and anxieties to be pushed away, Lord. That your grace covers it. Your grace is more than enough. That, that, that is no more. God, I pray for, for each and every person in this room, for each and every person that's going to be listening to this online. I pray for everybody who's not even going to hear this message, Lord, that... that they can that they see what's going on in their lives and that you, you help them you help bring to the forefront what is keeping us from fully accepting our forgiveness even though we, we know we've been forgiven what's what's keeping us from accepting that it's no more after we after you forgave us God I pray that, that you bring that up that we that we can resolve these because with you you can resolve this right now God and I pray that that each and every one of us can learn to be a better channel of your grace because that's all you want. You want to use us to reach your people. You want, you don't need us, but you want us. And I pray that I, I even myself can be a better channel of your grace. I'm not great at it all the time. I'm, I fail at it a lot, but I pray, I thank you for being that, for giving me the opportunity, God. God, you are amazing, and and God, we pray for this church as it as it continues to go, to grow. God, we pray for your community as it as it grows, Lord. We pray that we, that your word flows forward out of this house into our towns and touches people that we never thought we could reach just because we said hi just because we loved on them you are an amazing God amen if you need prayer please come forward because I, th I think God's really wanting to do something to our, in our hearts today we want to do something for us today uh, if, and if not you're more than welcome to, to go on but uh, I really like I said I, I really I'm feeling like God has something for us and I just want to dig into it just think about it I'm just going, and I'm just going to shut up for a few minutes. Let's just pray. Let's just pray to ourselves and see what, where we're at. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine.
somebody right now that your anxiety is no more your anxiety is no more it will be no more give it up to him and he will love you through it your depression is no more we, we live in a day and age where depression and anxiety have been running rampant God that, God I pray over these people I pray over everybody who's in this church and, and hasn't, hasn't even seen this video that look Lord that you release their anxieties you release their depressions Lord the past couple years haven't been good haven't been good for people it is running rampant it is a bigger epidemic now than it has ever been lord and i pray that they, that these chains are released in jesus's name these chains are no more in jesus's name that they are gone in jesus's name because jesus loves you he died on the cross for you he didn't die he died he didn't die that way for you to have 
fears and anxieties. It's human. It's human to have those, but he, he is here to hold you through it. He is here to guide you through it. He loves you more than you can ever know. He is an amazing, amazing God. And he is a God that is limitless in his in anything that he can do. And it's in your anxieties and your fears may think you may think they're too much, but they're not for too much for him. He can handle anything. God wants to take this. I God, thank you so much for your people. Thank you so much for everything you've done. stand Let, let's let's come get some communion let's get the elements of communion 
we're going to recognize my favorite scripture to read during communion is actually what Nathan preached out of this morning. Romans chapter 5. And I'm going I'm to read it again um, since we already have it. says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, and I I promise I'm not going to preach, but justified is a big word, and, and it basically means that we are made righteous before God. That's what justification means. He has made us righteous. He no longer sees us, but he sees Christ. We have been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace, which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God loves us so much that he put himself in us. I don't know if you ever think about that. God loves you so much that when you accepted him, he said, I'm going to live in them. Like I'm going to take residence in their not just their lives and like you know we have a room over here for them at home no like in us he changes us then he says you see at just the right time when we were still powerless christ died for the ungodly very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die but god demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners Nathan hit the nail on the head. Christ died for us. That's what this this represents. This act of God that while we were still sinners, Christ died. And 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 what I wanted us to do, let's 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 grab let's grab the bread. And and I'm gonna take and pray for a moment before we take anything, because this is recognition. This bread is recognition that Christ went to the cross on our behalf. This limitless grace that Nathan so perfectly defined. Oh man. It recognizes that that cross was our cross, but Jesus said, let me cut in line. Let me take it. So let's just take a moment And thank God that he took our cross and died in our place. And he took our beating so that we can be healed. I prayed for for people just today for physical healing. And so as we take this element, if you have a physical need, I want you to say, thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. It's not that he, he didn't say, by my stripes, you might be healed. He didn't say, by my stripes, this is a possibility if you play your cards right. He said, no, 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 by my stripes, we are 
healed. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone, just thank him. Don't let me pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you took our place, that you took our beating, that, that your body bears the marks of our sin, that we might be healed of the effects of our sin. I thank you, Jesus, that you didn't just save our spirit and soul. You want to heal this physical body. I thank you, Jesus. Let's take the cup, or let's take the bread together. blood. This represents the blood. The Bible tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no removal of sin. What is sin? That's a three-letter word that has such a big impact. It is essentially trespass against God. It's saying, God, I want my way over your way. It's saying, God, I choose me over choosing you. And God says, you can't remove that on your own. But the blood of Jesus Nathan hit the nail on the head with this limitless grace. The blood of Jesus removes all our sin. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to remove our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He, he posed a question and it just cut me to the core. What's keeping me from receiving this grace sometimes we think we're not worthy how many of you guys don't spill your grape juice but just nod how many of you guys have ever felt not worthy of this yeah yeah guess what I'm gonna just help you you're not you're not worthy none of us are that's why it's grace that's literally why it's grace and you could just accept that you're not worthy and that God chooses to love you. God chooses to pour out his limitless love on you because he sees you. We just read it. While we were sinners, while we were still enemies with God, Christ died for us because he didn't, he looked down and said, God, there are enemies, but they can be our friends. They can be our friends. If you keep reading in verse 9, it says, And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored through the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So we can now rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because of our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. Let's just thank Jesus that his blood sets us free, that his blood removes our sin, it washes us, that we are friends with God. Thank you, Jesus, that you are our friend because you have made us friends with God. You removed all of our sin you removed all of it through your limitless grace, 
through everything. And Lord, we just receive it right now. We receive it. Lord, we recognize that we were enemies. We recognize that we are not worthy. We recognize that we can never earn it. But God, you, so rich in love, poured out your blood so that we can be friends with God. You gave us a new identity, and we receive it, and we rejoice it, and we remember what you did, never to take it for granted, never to take it lightly, never to forget the price you paid, that you bankrupt heaven so that we might choose you. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Let's just let's just take the, the, the cup together. And let's just sing. Can, can you hit that real quick? Oh, what a savior. just here on earth, but forever. Lord, we worship you. We thank you. Lord, I thank you for your church. I thank you for that anointed word that went forth and to remind us and to, to receive grace and to show grace. God, I pray, I pray personally and over your church that we will not store it, but let us be conduit, as Nathan said. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. What a word. Come on. Limitless grace. Man, great job, Nathan. Oh, man. You hit me between the eyes and kneed me in the stomach and gave me a hug at the same time. That was either you or the Holy Spirit. Maybe a mixture of both. So, guys, I love you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Turn his countenance towards you. And may you have peace. We have life group. Please don't run off. I need you to hear me. We live in community, and we want to live in that community. And, and we have life groups. We have community available to you. Please, Elise, visit the tables, look around, and, and honestly, just say, God, do you want me to sign up for a life group? And then just do it if he says to do it. If he doesn't tell you anything, then do it. 
If he says no, then don't do it. But please, there's chocolate on the tables. There's, there's di different things. Yeah, glory. I know it's the first day of the fast, and you're like, I'm fasting sugar. Thanks a lot. But please, 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 look around. Visit. At least talk to the life group hosts. And uh, we love you. We'll see you.